Well, I wonder if uh, I wonder if you've got your advent calendars yet. Has anyone got advent calendars? Does anyone do the advent calendars? A few people, yeah, yeah. My kids like the chocolate one. We're not doing chocolate this year because um, they uh, end up eating all of them in day two, so it's not much good. So we're not doing chocolate this year. Um, but but the idea of the advent calendar is quite exciting, and and you start to open them. What day one of of, of December? And you start to open them. But but the the term advent isn't all about a calendar, is it? But it actually has got some real meaning, and it makes sense why it's called an advent calendar because advent literally means coming. And the dictionary describes it as the the arrival of a notable person or thing. And so when we think of Advent, Advent, we think of a pretty significant arrival come near the end of December. That's very significant for for us and for our community. Um, We're arriving, the arrival of the baby Jesus, obviously. And we're acknowledging at this time, Advent, his coming. So as we start Advent, sort of today's the start of it. We start it with a, a sense of urgency, and I just want to uh, read to you um, from Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. Just a little part of it, and it's not, it's not generally the, the, when we get into Christmas what we'd read, but this is from Luke chapter 21. It says this, verses 25, verse 25. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth, dis- and on the earth distress among the nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, the power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. I just want to focus on, just for a minute before we watch this video, these four words, there will be signs. There will be signs. There will be signs of something that is coming ahead. A sign is something that points to somewhere, isn't it? A sign is something that, that helps us to understand what is ahead, the dangers that are ahead. A sign gives us information about what is over the horizon that we may not be able to see. And so as we think about Christmas, we know what the advent is coming towards, the sign of Christ that is coming to bring change into and through our world. We have a responsibility in that. And that's why I've got the video today to watch. Um, It's an interview that I did with Val because she has an urgency about her to speak about Christ with others. It's an urgency that is almost, um, it captures you. As you listen to Val speak, you'll, you'll hear it. It captures you. And if you're at the course, there's a few people here that were at the course, you just were drawn in by her stories. And you think, wow, how wonderful it is that she can speak to someone so freely and openly about her faith. And my hope is that, that we will understand the Advent season as a time of opportunity for us to share about what we believe, to share about our faith to understand the, emer- um, the urgency of the coming of Christ. So I'm going to step, <coughs> step off the stage. I'm going to let Val, um, my conversation with Val, take over. And I trust that you'll be blessed by it. Well, Val, thank you so much for your time this morning and, and welcome to Kilsai South Baptist Church. 
Um, we've been blessed over the last uh, three weeks uh, to have a look at the evangelism videos that you've been able to share with us. And uh, there's been a group of 15, 20 people that have been able to uh, start putting into practice some, some of the techniques and tips that you've given us to, uh, to, to, to share with our, our faith with others. It's been a real blessing. Um, so, Val, um, I'd love to hear, and our church would love to hear, um, a little bit about who you are. And because it's coming up to Christmas, it's the start of Advent this week, I'd love to hear maybe just, um, just to start us off, something about Christmas that, that um, might be a tradition or that it gets, gives you joy. Okay, for sure. So hello, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, yeah, my, I'm Val and I have four children. I've been married for almost 26 years now. And, oh, I was just sharing with Pastor Peter before we uh, jumped on here that we just had minus 28 wind chill a couple of weeks ago. We're heading into our winter, so we've got those cold months. Christmas to us always means cold and snow. Uh, what I look forward to in Advent, you know, this is going to be very out of the box. I started this tradition about 10 years ago. On that first Advent weekend, I started to, I always ask the, the Lord, what do you want me to do for Advent? And I like to do, you know, the next 24 days or whatever is 26 days of Advent till Christmas, where every day when I spend time with the Lord, um, I just like to come into his presence and ask him if there's anything um, that he wants to gift to me, to give me. And um, it kind of came out of that, you know, those Advent chocolate calendars that we do where you open up for every day of Advent. And I was looking at those one day and I was thinking, wouldn't that be cool if we opened up um, the, a door and the Lord gave us a, a spiritual gift or an insight into who he sees us as, as our identity. And so I thought, well, why not do that? And so it began this tradition every year that I do that. I come before the Lord. And you know, at first I was like, even if, if you just showed me one thing of what, what you love about me or who you say I am, that would be good. And, and the Lord, you know, just through my time of prayer said, to me, um, just impressed on my heart, but I have treasures, storehouses full of treasures. Uh, and, and my thoughts about you are like the sand on the seashore. It's not too hard for me to give you a, a, a gift every day for Advent. And so out of that, you know, just spending that time with the Lord, half an hour to an hour of him um, speaking to me throughout Advent, I write it down. And then throughout the year, I just kind of go back to it and see what uh, he's spoken into me for that next year, even, and into who I am and who he sees me at. So that is very exciting for me. And I love that part of Advent. I always look forward to it. That's amazing. I reckon that that, that is an awesome uh, way to start uh, our preparation for uh, the birth of Christ and getting to a new year. How good is that? So thank you for, for sharing that. Hey, hey Val, we'd love to know a little bit about um, the ministry that you run. Um, so we just bought our um, our Two Sparrows uh, breakfast van and we've just taken it for the first time into the local school and we're starting to bless the community with it and looking to get out into, into different areas. Uh, tell us a little bit about the ministry that you've run over many, many years and, and how that's been a blessing to your community. Okay, for sure. So we started out very small and we, you know, I, I came into leadership into this uh, ministry. I had um, been, the Lord had had me come out to it and I was very new at it. I didn't know what I was doing. I was terrified actually. <laughs> and 
because I just had never been out. And it started out as a uh, just a homeless ministry where we would go to those that are vulnerable, destitute, homeless, and we would serve food and we would share just a, a quick five to 10 minutes. We call it preaching or testimony or sharing just who God is or a verse or something like that to and, whoever would come to get food and they knew they had to wait for the food. So we'd share that five, 10 minutes and then we'd hand out that food. We'd have somebody sing and then we just get into conversations and it just sort of grew. We had probably about hundred to 150 guys that would know that we were coming out because we were kind of near the Salvation Army. And so people were just coming and some of them were, you know, inebriated or, or what have you, but they were all there searching for hope and, and, so, you know, we always say we're fishers of men and we need bait. So we would offer food. Who doesn't like a piece of pizza or some lunch awesome. and uh, a cup of hot chocolate or coffee? And, and it also made it just a wonderful way to be able to have conversation while they ate. And from there, I began to just every year I pray and ask the Lord, what does he have? You know, what what is his plans? And so from there, we ended up as our team grew, we headed into two locations at the same time. So this uh, we started another location that was near what we call the drop in center. And that was, again, for uh, similar uh, demographic of people, but perhaps even those that are even more hard done on their luck and uh, have a lot of addictions. And then from there, um, you know, about a year later, the Lord uh, just was uh, put on my heart to go. What if we went to just your average um, Calgarian because it's in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And so we went to our, it's like our subway or our train station platform. And we just started to get into conversations with people there. And we call it fast food gospel because you've got about five to eight minutes before the next train comes. So you don't have time to really talk about the weather. You have to really jump in. And it amazed us how many people wanted to talk about spiritual things and even miss their train till the next one would come around in order to have those conversations with us. So then we had those three locations going and then we continued to grow and and we now have what we call uh, the treasure hunters. That So there's a team that, uh, so this all happens simultaneously on the same night and they get into a vehicle and there's about maybe five, six people per vehicle and they load it up with blankets and food as well and Bibles and they go around and they seek treasure people that the Lord has made. They go down alleyways um, and in parking lots, in garbage dumps and finds those again that are homeless and have addictions and, and uh, bring food, clothing, but then share the gospel, pray over them. And then we really wanted to expand because we wanted to continue to sharpen ourselves with different demographics of people. So um, I said, what if we went to the next generation, that university campus? And so we began a team that goes there now every week. And it has been wow. phenomenal, you know, a totally different way of speaking to people about our spiritual beliefs. And of course, there's a lot of apologetics involved, but really it's, when it comes down to it, it's about going to that heart issue about what's going on. So we get to talk with people all over the world because they come to the university and they're all young adults and have conversations with them there. We also have another location where we go to the hospital. And that has been an amazing experience. And, you know, we used to be able to go right into the hospital and we wouldn't go into anybody's rooms. We wanted to respect that, you know, people, they're, they're, they're ill, they're vulnerable. So we would just hang out in the, 
in the cafe area, the, um, you know, where you first come in and there's just seats and we would just sit down and we'd just start to ask people, why are you here? And, and we would listen to why they're there and we'd ask if we could pray over them. And then we would get into those conversations and it's just been amazing. And now uh, because of COVID, it sort of changed where we weren't allowed in the hospitals anymore, of course. But so now what we do is we just go outside the hospital and we get those people that come out for maybe they're having a smoke break or they just need to get some fresh air after visiting a loved one. And we often will get invited to go with them into the room of their loved one. And um, we've just had incredible conversations, people who are literally going to be moved to the hospice the next day um, Mm -hmm. where we're able to come in and share with them about life after death and Jesus Christ and lead people to the Lord. It's just been incredible. So we've been doing that. And and then, of course, we just do different things throughout the year events where we maybe go to um, festivals or or things that people, maybe other organizations will invite us into. Yeah, awesome. Um, Yeah, so we do all all those different demographics of evangelism. And uh, it really is uh, a body of Christ coming together. We always say, you know, the Lord didn't come up with denominations. Man did. We are the body of Christ. So because of that, I really wanted this ministry to be open to the whole body of Christ. So we have people from 20 different churches in our city and all the way from, you know, Lutheran, Baptist, Pentecostal, uh, Victory Church, like just the whole, um, you know, demographic of our denominations. And, you know, you talk about unity. Well, the Lord loves unity. And we just keep saying, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. And sometimes I'll even say, you know, turn to the person beside you and just be like, I will love you. You are my brother in Christ. I will love you. You are my sister in Christ. Let's go out there. And they will know us by our love. So let's love one another really well because we can't go out there until we do that with one another. So we always meet and we, we worship, we pray, we train for an hour and then we head out and we do it together. And it's just this beautiful unity and um, uh, where the Holy spirit just gets to flow through and we learn and glean from one another. That's so amazing, Val. And and that all started just from a very small, small base. It wasn't like all of a sudden you had all these ministries. It started from a very small base of, of volunteers and you saw, you've seen it sort of grow as, as people have caught that vision. Yes. And you know what? It's funny because people will say, well, we don't have the, the, the huge team and resource. I'm like, it did not start out this way. I showed up, you know, in those first weeks and there was one other um young adult that was with me who was 18 years old um and we were going out to this salvation army where there was about 80 men waiting for us the pizza was ordered we had hot chocolate and i was like what should we do and i'm like you know what i'll preach you sing i'll do pizza you do hot chocolate and we will go and we did and it was amazing how the lord just showed up and how respectful um those that crowd was there was about 80 to 100 of them and you know we laugh on that day but it was this that consistency and that um perseverance to go this is about the lord it does not matter about numbers it doesn't matter if everything gets taken away you know funding food vehicle speaker whatever it is we always have our mouth and our feet and 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 the holy spirit we just we we carry the presence of the Holy Spirit, the God that we serve. That's that's so good and so encouraging as we look to sort of start up our our ministry with our Two Sparrows um, Tart 
and uh, getting to the schools and getting to different areas. We're, we're in a, a space of, of seeking volunteers and to hear that uh, starting small, starting with a few, prayerfully bringing people together is uh, is where we need to start. I, I love hearing your passion for, for this and um, it, it is it is contagious. I can already sense that, that it's, a, it's a, a sense of contagious. But can you give us some, um, uh, maybe a story of, of where you've been out in the in the in the ministry field, and you've been um, chatting to someone, and somehow the, the conversation has turned to Christ. We've we've heard it a bit um, for those of us who who listen to your videos, um, but yeah. I, I, we'd love to share share a story with us of how that's happened for you. Oh, Pastor Peter, you know I love that question, and it's so hard for me to just pick one story. <laughs> um, I, I might just have to share a couple, and I always like to share stories that happened literally in the last month or so because I hate to talk about you know twenty years ago when this happened. <laughs> yeah, because we're doing it now. We should never become stale in our stories. So uh, last week I was talking with this uh, woman, and I just asked her where she was from. And she told me she was from Bangladesh originally. And I said, oh, do you mind me asking what uh, religious background you have? Because I'm not really familiar with Bangladesh. I know a little bit about it. And she said, oh, I'm, I'm a Muslim woman. Um, she did explain to me that sh- there's different, um, which I knew, different sects of Islam. There's, you know, the, the Sunnis and the Shiites, but she is from the Ahmadiyyan sect. And so they are very different and they're persecuted actually by the other uh, Muslim sects. And so as we were chatting and I could tell she was evangelizing me, <laughs> evangelizing her. And I said, oh, well, I'm Christian and I... Um, she says, oh, we're the same. We're the same. Um, all ways lead to Allah. And in the end, we will all be there together, which, again, is a little different than the other um, Islam beliefs. And so as I was listening to this, I, uh, I said, you know, well, who is Jesus in, in your belief system? She says he's a prophet. And, you know, so we started talking. She was telling me all why the New Testament has been changed and it's not credible. And so I was asking her questions and I said, have you actually looked into that or is that what you've just been told through your leaders and and eventually I could tell she was just had all these answers and finally I just said I would love to know how has your faith impacted your very life and she looked at me and she I don't know what you mean and I said let me say that a different way how has it um affected you how has it influenced how has it helped your your very soul and she again looked at me and she said Allah was with me in Bangladesh and Allah is here with me in Canada and I said well how about I share with you um how my relationship with Jesus has affected my life and then maybe you're able to understand my question a little bit better. So I was able to share with her just how, you know, that brokenness, that turmoil and how the, um, Jesus has just come and healed me from things that have been done to me, um, enabled me to forgive others. And, and you know, when we were finished, she, she didn't know what to say. And, and so she said, can I have your phone number and your name? <laughs> I, I thought at first, ah. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I don't normally give out my phone number. I'll give out a, an anonymous Gmail, but I, I thought, you know what? Sure. 
And so I gave it to her and um, I'm in the process of, of sending her Bible verses. <laughs> so, oh, um, so that, that was one conversation. Uh, I, I just have to share another one with you because it's right. totally different. Uh, I had to go get some blood uh, samples taken. So I am on a mission to get this done and to get home so that I can get things done in my house and the, get on with my day. And so I go in and there's this huge waiting room and finally I get ushered in and it's quick. They're in a rush to get you done. And so she's, you know, I'm rolling up my sleeve and she's putting the band around and she's looking at my, my file and she just starts talking. And she said, um, you know, and she's got the mask on and everything still. Cause she's, she's a nurse. And she said, Oh, I remember when I was your age. She was probably only about 10, 15 years older than me. And she says, I remember when I was your age. Oh, so much has happened since then. You know, my husband and I, I always wanted to, when I was 50 years old, I wanted to travel to England. That was going to be my, for my 50th birthday. And, and, and she's going on and she's telling them that she goes, but then my, my husband and I, we got divorced when I was 48. And, and then I decided I, I wanted to go no matter what. So I went by myself, but it wasn't quite the same. It was actually very disappointing. This whole thing that I had looked forward to And She's like, now I'm, I'm 58 and I'm, I'm looking at my life and I'm so scared of the future. I'm so scared of retirement. I don't know if I have enough. Okay. So meanwhile, she's like putting the needle in my arm. I'm, you know, just breathing and, you know, look, and I, and as she's talking, I've got, you know, things running through my head of all that I have to do. And all of a sudden I stop and I like just turn and I look at her as she's telling me all this. And I was like, Lord, there must be just all of a sudden I was like, Lord, what do you want me to say? She's almost done taking my vials. And uh, I just said, you know, that is so interesting. I, I too have looked at the future and gone, what is the future going to be, especially with this world? It's in such a crazy mess right now. And I've realized that I've had to go, you know what? The things of this world, they're all going to pass. But what matters is what's going to happen to me after I pass from this life to the next. And am I making the most important things between God and me, my focus point and my goal? And then he gives me peace about my future. Mm-hmm. And she finished up, took the band off. She looked at me, she goes, put your finger there on the cotton button, right? And she's like, okay, well, you can go now. <laughs> it was just this, you know, it was this impromptu just sharing, but I could tell my words had, had affected her and she didn't really know how to respond. And, and so off she went to the next room and I don't know what came out of that, but I just pray that the Holy Spirit will remind her and wrestle with her, you know, that night and and the weeks to come as she's really, every time that stress and anxiety rises up in her, she'll think about some of those words that the Holy Spirit gave me at that time. Um, I can go for an hour. Probably listen for an hour. Um, That's so good. And one one of the things that we were taken by in the in the videos and the um the course that you you you, um led us through in essence was um that being present to the Holy Spirit and and um, one of the challenges was each morning let's let's pray a prayer that who will we be prepared to to share our, our our testimony with or share our faith with or ask a question of um and, and helping us to to turn turn a conversation just with a simple question and we've heard just through your questioning there um how you've been able to go well I sense the spirit's doing something and what am I going to say and the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. question we, we're really taken by that and um I think that's one thing that that um over the many years of of doing ministry I've seen a change in 
in how we share our faith, going from um, the sense of, right, we've got a, we've got a, a program that we can go and, and make sure we, we get to an end point, or let's okay. just see what God does. And I love that you just are attentive to the Spirit as you go about um, life, not, not just we're going to ministry now and this is the time to do that, but as you go about life, and um, I'm really taken by that. And so, so thank you for sharing those stories. And um, hopefully in the, in, the, in the future we can hear some more stories. But I've got one more, one more question to ask you now um, just uh, for us. Um, what, what encouragement can you give us as individuals and as a church seeking to, to get out into the, into the community doing ministry? What encouragement you can give us um, to explore opportunities of sharing our, our faith? Oh, you know, I just love that your your heart has been um, to start exploring this and to engage in this. You know, when you look at Luke 15 and it, Jesus says, leave the 99 and go after the one. You know, years ago when I was standing out doing ministry and I just looked out on this crowd of people and the Holy Spirit whispered to me, these are fathers and these are mothers and uncles and sisters, brothers and they're people's sons and their daughters. And that's how we all need to look at the one that's in front of us. So I just have a question for you as a congregation, you know, will you go after the one, someone's father, someone's daughter, the one in the grocery store, the one on the street, the one in your neighborhood, you know, the ones that you know, and the ones that you even don't know. I love this verse, you know, Hebrews 10, 39, it's my life verse, one of, one of them. For we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their soul. Yeah. You know, when I look at the world, and I'm sure you do too, it is an impossible mess. It is full of evil. It is full of sorrow and emptiness, and there will never be peace until Jesus returns. Yeah. So I want to encourage you, let us love God and others more than our feelings of inadequacy, more than our fear of rejection, more than our very lives. So, you know, you tell me your gift. I'll tell you how you can use it to reveal Jesus to people, because I believe that the Lord has given each one of you a gift in order to equip you to fulfill the things that he's called you to, to go and make disciples of all nations. And I just want to remind you that you are the light of the world. And that's in Matthew 5, 14. I'm sure you're familiar with that song, you know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. But you know what? We should be singing this huge, incredible, Shekinah, glorious light of Christ in me that raised Jesus from the dead is in me. It's in you. So we need to arise and shine. And I want to encourage you that it is so time to run, run to the people of this world and do not hold back the love of God. Don't shrink back because this world needs hope and we have a relationship with the God who owns hope. Yeah. Oh, Val, 
Thank you so much. That is so encouraging. Um, and yeah, I, I'm sure as a community, as a congregation, uh, we are really encouraged to, to hear that and to um, be able to step into our spaces, into our neighbourhoods, into our communities. And um, not just when we come to church on a Sunday, not just when we go and do a ministry, but as we just walk out of our doorstep and say hello to our neighbours and that sort of thing, that, that light that shines from us is, is visible. It's a visible light. Um, Val, thank you so much for your time. I'd love to speak to you for, for a lot longer, <laughs> but um, we'll have to bring it to an end for now. Um, can I pray for you and your ministry um, and the blessing that you've been to so many people and the blessing you've been to us? Absolutely. I'd love that. <laughs> well, our Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for Val. We thank you for her heart for people, her heart for the one. We thank you, that Lord, that um, you set a vision in her to, um, to share faith with uh, any person she comes across, but to help others to do the same. And we thank you for the kingdom impact that's having, um, not just over there in Calgary, but also throughout the world. We thank you for um, the, the, the little fires that are starting in, in some people here at Kilsyth South to say we need to be out of our comfort zones, uh, starting to share our stories and uh, engaging in who you are um, in the world. So we pray that we may boldly go uh, to develop and encourage us to be that light in our communities. We pray your blessing over Val and her ministry. May you continue to use her in mighty ways, um, use her ministry to impact your kingdom. Um, we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited to hear of all your adventures that the Lord has planned for you and that he will be working in you and through you. Thanks, Val. Bless you. Um, right. It's been fantastic. Take care. Okay. Thank you.